I'm Sarah. You're driving, presumably. This is Stay Awake While Driving, and that's all I know. Okay, that and the fact that we're going to do some trivia. We're going to do five-word challenge, fill-in-the-line nursery rhyme. Plus, today we're going to talk about adult television programs, but not the kind you're thinking about now. Come on. We're talking about programs you like as an adult, as opposed to the ones we talked about in another episode a couple times ago, kids programming. All righty, enough with this. Let's get started. You are going to be able to remember these words for me. This is the five-word challenge, five words, and they have something to do with each other, and that's how this goes. So to begin today, we are starting with the word heliotrope. Heliotrope, H-E-L-I-O-T-R-O-P-E. Heliotrope. The second word is mauve, M-A-U-V-E. Third word is amethyst, A-M-E-T-H-Y-S-T. Word number four is lavender, L-A-V-E-N-D-E-R. And then finally, violet, V-I-O-L-E-T. Memorize those words. Put me on pause if you need to. Say them over to yourself again a few times. Heliotrope, mauve, amethyst, lavender, violet. We'll come back to these later in the episode. We shall continue today with some abridged classics, and they are brought to us by John Atkinson of Wrong Hands. And I'm just reading the words, but you should definitely go to his website, wronghands1.com, and see his the cartoons that c- go with these words that I'm saying. You'll get it in a second here. Also, he has a book out called Abridged Classics. How this works is I will give you the very abridged rendition of a book, synopsis, and you tell me what the title is. So, for example, Guy Attacks Windmills. Also, he's mad. What book, what classic would that be describing? If you got Don Quixote, you are correct. Here we go. Murderer feels bad, confesses, goes to jail, and feels better. Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment. I had to read this next one in high school English. Sophomore year. Colonialism ruins everything. Also, jungle metaphors. Heart of Darkness. Joseph Conrad, did you get that one? The next one goes like this. A sort of brother and sister fall in love. It's foggy. Did you know that one was Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte? On some of these, admittedly, the pictures help a little bit, the cartoons. But um, for the most part, he really is distilling it down to like the sentence that pretty much describes the, the classic. How about this one? Old timey Gilligan's Island. What does that sound like to you? Robinson Crusoe? I like this one a lot because, like I was saying, distilling it down to the essence, this one really does. Medieval version of 99 bottles of beer. What classic would that be? The Canterbury Tales, Chaucer. Next, it is Some Kids and a Crocodile Pester an Amputee. If you didn't think of this one, you're going to kick yourself. Peter Pan, J.M. Barry. This one, you might have said for the earlier one about Gilligan's Island, but here. Booty Hunt goes awry, then it doesn't. 
then it does, then it doesn't. What book would that be describing? Treasure Island. Okay, this one, I'm going to have to spell one of the words for you to really get it. Monsters are people too. Pieces of people. P-I-E-C-E-S. Pieces of people. And what would that be? Frankenstein, right? By Mary Shelley. Here we go. Busybody badgers everyone to get married. A Jane Austen, Emma, and let's see, let's do one more for today. Middle Earth's epic jewelry return policy. If you said any of three, actually, I'll give it to you if you say any of four eh, titles, but we'll go with the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I like those. Give yourself a point for each one you guessed correctly. I need a bookmark so I remember where we left off so we can do more of those. Let's do some trivia. What famous actor was Madonna married to between 1985 and 89? I forgot it had lasted that long, actually. Sean Penn. Which boxer famously declared, I am the greatest? Muhammad Ali. What type of living thing is a rickshaw pulled by? It's actually pulled by a human. This is gonna be tricky. I don't know if you can get this on the fly, but give it a whirl, give it a guess. How many squares are on a chess board? How about if I give you options? 24, 32, or 64? The answer is 64. What were the character names of Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet in the movie Titanic? And I will give you two points if you get both of them. So point for each. Give you one more second. Did you get Jack and Rose? Oh, yeah, right? Jack and Rose. What's the official language in Brazil? Could be a trick question if you thought, hmm, South America, Spanish, but their official language is actually Portuguese. What coffee shop chain may be found in Barnes & Noble bookstores? Starbucks. On a menu at a restaurant, what would you call a dish of meat and seafood combined? I would like the surf and turf. And finally, what color does litmus paper turn under acidic conditions? Red. Or if you said orange, yellow, even pink, give yourself a point. And actually, we'll do one more, just because. This one's an either-or. I have a feeling you'll get this one. Which word means somebody who tends to expect the worst? Are they a pessimist or an optimist? 
The sky is falling, chicken little pessimist. And that is trivia. Let's review the five-word challenge. The words are heliotrope, mauve, amethyst, lavender, and violet. Heliotrope, mauve, amethyst, lavender, violet. What do these words have in common also? Here's something we haven't done in a few episodes. It's the the fill-in-the-line nursery rhyme. And I was actually looking at a different version of Mother Goose fairy tale nursery rhymey things today. And it must have been a version which was kind of released with more of a British influence. And there was something that rhymed with Gloucester, which if you've ever seen that word written down, it does not look like you would pronounce it Gloucester. Anyway, you would know the pronunciation of the word Gloucester if you had seen the line before it because it was Foster or something. And Gloucester looks like it should be pronounced Gloucester. Okay, not that bad, but pretty close. Enough yamma yamma yammering, though. Let's just carry on with fill-in-the-line nursery rhyme. Let's begin with, Hark, hark, the dogs do bark. The beggars are coming to town. Some in jags and some in rags and some in velvet gown. Tom, Tom, the, do you know this one? Piper's son stole a pig and away he run. The pig was eat and Tom was beat and Tom ran crying down the street. One, two, buckle my shoe. Three, four, knock at the door. Five, six, pick up sticks. Seven, eight, lay them straight. Nine, ten, a good fat hen. Cock-a-doodle-doo, my dame has lost her shoe. My master's lost his fiddling stick and knows not what to do. Cock-a-doodle-doo, what's my dame to do? Till master finds his fiddling stick, she'll dance without her. You've got it, without her shoe. One more, and you know this one. Old King Cole was a merry old soul, and a merry old soul was... He, he called for his pipe, and he called for his bowl, and he called for his fiddler's three. Did I say we'd end it there? I think I did, right? Okay, let's quit for today. In a previous podcast episode, I asked you to tell me about a television show from your childhood that really had an impact on you, and a story that you could tell relating to that. Today, we're going to do television shows of our adulthood, which... You tell me, do you think that you feel as emotionally invested in television shows when you're an adult? I don't know. I don't think that I do, and I don't know what the change is. Is it because as kids, children, we're so, everything makes an impression on us, or um, because our brains are spongy in that part of our life, life, lives that um, we just remember things with more clarity and fervor, or... Is it, and this can be part of your discussion with me today, I would love it, because I honestly don't know the answer. Do you think that this is a phenomenon today because you know you can always go back and see those television shows that you watch now? They're available. If you're of a certain age and generation, if you missed a television episode, it was gone. Now, I'm of a certain generation where I could record it (laughs) on VHS, You still had to record it, and there were some foibles with that. Remind me to tell you sometime about the last ever episode of Quantum Leap, but I digress. Anyway, 
it was kind of a lot more must-see TV. If you wanted to see it, you had to be there. You had to make a point of sitting down on your couch, in your living room, and watching it. Do you think that has an impact on how much we care about or feel invested in television shows of our adulthood? You tell me. Pick out a show, though, that you feel more or less connected to. It doesn't have to be fictional, though. It could be The Great British Baking. But um, a television show that you very much enjoy these days as an adult. Tell me about it. Why do you like it? Who are the characters? Who's the cast? Who are the people on it? Why is it better than any other show out there? Or why is it different than other shows that you've seen? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Say it out loud. Get yourself down the road. I need a snappy little jingle that goes along with something like that. All right, go! My example, I'm going to go with The Great British Baking Show. And it's in the UK called The Great British Bake Off. I like it because it's British. And you know me. All things British. And I actually don't really care for it now as much as I did at the beginning. Why? Because the sidekicks, the two people who are the hosts, don't like them since the whole big changeover. I liked the original judges and the original hosts. Mel and Sue, the best. And Paul Hollywood is the bad cop. And Mary Berry as your favoritest grandma ever. And I like dreaming of making some of those things that they bake. And as a a matter of fact, I actually have. One season I made quite a few things. That show makes me so anxious, though. It gets to down to the last five minutes, and you know they're not going to make it. They're not going to have it done. So I guess that's being emotionally involved in the show, correcto? I would say. And I enjoy watching it with my mother. We have a very nice time together watching the show. That's my example. I talked enough beforehand, though, so I'm going to just keep it at that. But you tell me many more details as much as, you know, if you want to tell me about particular episodes or whatever, I'd love it. Love, love, love. Tell me all of it. Let's do the reveal on the five-word challenge. It is your turn to tell me those five words that I asked you to memorize at the beginning of the podcast. Let's give that a whirl right now. You get a point for each one that you remembered. Remember, points are worth nothing. Heliotrope, mauve, amethyst, lavender, and violet were the five words. And did you figure out what they have in common? They all are shades of purple. They're all shades of purple. And that is going to do it for this episode of Stay Awake While Driving. I wish I could keep you company for a while longer, but you could play another podcast episode if you'd like. And then maybe another, and then maybe you'll be at your destination. Hope so. Till you get there, please stay awake. Please drive carefully and take care. 